All right, so for those of you um, that I haven't had the opportunity to meet, my name is Heather. Um, I work here at the church. I am the student ministry coordinator, and I lead our uh, senior girls high school life group on Sunday mornings. So, love you guys. Thanks. Okay, so for the past couple of weeks, we have been in this series called Accuracy, and we've been taking a look at who God is. We've been trying to paint this picture about um, what it means to have an accurate view of God and pointing out the reasons why he is worthy of our trust. Last week we looked at the Bible and how um, this isn't just some book, how it has um, historical evidence to back it up, to back up uh, the truth of it and what it has to say. And so tonight we're just gonna continue this conversation, um, but before we do, I'm gonna open us up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the students that you've brought here tonight. And Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that you have promised us that your word does not return void, that it sets out and it accomplishes um, what it was meant to do. So God, I pray that over tonight. I pray that as we read your word, that it would breathe life into these students um, and that they would just be refreshed by the truth of it. So Lord, be with us in this time. And it's my prayer, amen. All right, so tonight, um, before we get going into it, there's a word that you kind of need to know the definition of if you don't already, which y'all are all in high school, so I think you do, but it is the word expectation. Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So have you guys, I know that you've seen them, those expectation versus reality memes, like all over social media. I was looking at some last night and I was laughing way harder than I should have. Granted, it was probably because it was late, but I pulled some that were some of my favorites. Um, this first one here, this could not be more true. You guys have, or I, let me throw myself in with that, have this expectation of like going and traveling to these like far off and amazing places. And then when you get there, it's just full of tourists and you're like, dang, I can't even see anything and actually enjoy it. Expectation versus reality. It is so true. This next one spoke to my soul. Y'all, I wish I could sing. Like, I so badly wish I could. I am definitely the second option. Um, if you haven't watched The Little Mermaid, this bird like sings like a dying seal. It's just awful. Um, the next one, y'all, if you are an athlete, like this, this relates to you. Every athlete has this like glory day moment where they think that they just made this awesome play and like in their head, it's the best thing, coolest thing that's ever happened. But to everyone else, it was like, eh, it was all right. But expectation versus reality. Me, yes. Y'all know when you wake up, you're like thinking that you've woken up all refreshed, but no, you look like a hot mess. And then, girls, you know when you're trying to get that photo shoot, you're out there, the wind's blowing, you think you look good, and then you go back and look at the photos and it's just like all up in your face. Not a pretty picture. And then, I th guys, I'm sorry. 
This is true for so many of you, and I love you. I love y'all so much. But, you know, sometimes it's just not working for you, and sometimes you just need to give it up. So, guys, we live in a world where our expectations and reality, they don't always match up. We have these hopes, and we have these desires, and we have this dream that things are gonna be a certain way. But when it doesn't happen, our expectations and reality don't match up. And a lot of times we're left feeling disappointed and even let down. And when we're in that moment of feeling disappointed and left down, let, ooh, let down, words are hard, y'all. It tends to lead to the question of why didn't it work? And we begin to think, who's at fault? Is it the object's fault because it didn't work the way we expected it to? Is it my fault? Did I do something wrong? And we begin to have this question roll around in our heads of why didn't it work? And I'm not just talking about like your Pinterest fails where you see something that you're like, oh, I can do that. And then you go and make it and it looks awful. I'm talking about our expectations of relationships with our friends, our family, your significant other, um, But tonight, we're gonna look at this in our relationship with God and how a lot of times when our expectations of God aren't met, we begin to say, well, God must not really care or he doesn't really see me or maybe you even say, well, he doesn't actually even really love me. And so, our expectations have a tendency to make or, break, make or break our relationships. I remember there was this one time, um, I actually had an expectation of God. Um, the song, King of My Heart, we sing it here um, every so often. It's the one that's like, um, I'm not gonna sing it for you because I have an awful voice. No, um, it's like, you are good, you are good. And then the bridge, it goes to, um, you're never gonna let me down, you're never gonna let me down. And I remember um, singing that song one day and I was singing it and I believed it all the way up until it got to that bridge part where it said, you're never gonna let me down. And I got to that part and I was like, I cannot sing that. Like I can't sing it because I don't believe that as truth. Like I do not believe that God, you don't ever let me down because God, I feel let down by you. And so, we, you know, it was another day, we, the song was playing again and I was singing it and it got to that same part and I refused to sing it. I was like, God, I'm not singing that to you because I don't believe it. I do believe that you're good, but I, I don't believe that you don't let me down. And so in that moment, I just remember God, it was like, he hit me with a ton of bricks or like smacked me upside the head. And I just remember him speaking to me and he says, you feel let down because you have placed expectations on me of things that I never promised you. He said, it's your own expectations that are let down, not my sovereign plan. And I just remember like, I just remember in that moment, like just being awestruck because it was a a fundamental shift in my thinking of the way that I thought about the Lord. Because I think if you're honest, there are times when you feel let down by the Lord too. I remember I had been praying for something and I was like, God, why aren't you answering this by now? Like, I've been praying for this for a long time. I feel it down by you because I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel like you're not answering my prayer. So I'm not, I can't sing that to you. 
And in that moment, God shifted my mindset and he shifted my perspective of, no, the reason why I'm saying God isn't good, it's not because, um, or that he never lets me down. It's not because it's truth. It's because I had placed an expectation of the Lord of something that he had never promised. So that led me to the question of what are my expectations based on? Are my expectations of God based on truth and what his word says? Or are my expectations of God based on my own desires of what I want, of what I think it should be, of how I think things should work? And so we're gonna look a little bit at some of the expectations that we have a tendency to place on God and the reality of what the Bible actually says. And so this first expectation is that God is like a genie. Now, I think that for some of you, you're like, no, duh, I get it. Like God is not some all powerful, like granting wishes left and right. Like um, basically if you've seen Aladdin, that's what's in my head right now. Um, God is not like a genie, but do your actions reflect that belief? Because remember your actions reflect the condition of your heart. And so do you only go to God in times of, God, I need this from you. Or um, the situation's really bad and it's not working out the way that I want it to. So, hey God, can you do something about that? And the thing is, is that God never promised to fulfill every wish that we have. But what he does promise is that he will provide for our every need. And so there's a verse in Matthew um, chapter six that says, than I thought it would be. Um, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Guys, I think a lot of times we get frustrated with God because he doesn't give us our wants. We get frustrated because God hasn't fulfilled some desire or expectation that we've placed on him that God, if you're good, then you'll give me this but that's not truth. That's not what God's word says. God doesn't say that he is gonna provide for every single want that you have, but what he does promise is that he will provide for every single need that you have. He will provide, everyone sitting in this room is luckier than most of the population of the world. You have clothes that you're wearing, you have food that you just ate, you, are in a, you have a shelter over you. Guys, God is providing for your needs. The next thing that, next expectation that I think that we have a tendency to place on God is that life as a Christian shouldn't be this hard. We know that God doesn't promise a perfect life. Like you've, if you've grown up in church for any period of time, you've heard that, that God does not promise that our life will be perfect. But I think sometimes we can have this thought of God, I get it, that life isn't perfect, but why is it this hard? Like I believe in you, I follow you. So why is it this hard? Why is it that I'm the one that deals with anxiety? 
or depression? Why is it that my parents are the ones that constantly fight and are on the verge of divorce? Why is it that I, no matter how hard I study, cannot seem to get good grades in my classes? Or no matter how hard I practice, that I just can't seem to make the starting lineup? And we get frustrated. And we say, God, if you really love me, then why is it this hard? But the thing is, and the reality is, is that God never promised an easy life, but he does promise to walk with you every single step of the way. We see in Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither, neither fail you or abandon you. Guys, God has promised us that no matter what you are walking through in life, that he already knows where you're headed. And he promises that he is not leaving your side, that he's gonna walk through these tough seasons of life with you. When you are dealing with anxiety and frustration and you feel like your home is falling apart, like God has promised that he is there with you, that he's not leaving your side, that he is not gonna abandon you. I know in high school, um, there was this verse in Isaiah that was super um, encouraging to me just because I know I, I struggled with being a perfectionist and I never felt good enough. I never felt like I could live up to standards. Um, and I just remember um, feeling frustrated, feeling down um, and, and the Lord saying, you know, hey, you, you don't have to be perfect. And when those tough seasons of life came of family issues and, um, friendships and just the different things that we face in everyday life. This verse came um, at just a very uh, right season for me. And it's Isaiah 43, two. And it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Guys, you are gonna walk through seasons of life when it feels like you are in the middle of a hurricane when it feels like you were just in the middle of a storm and you were getting beaten left and right. And what I love about this verse is when you walk through the waters, um, it's kind of this picture of, you know, when, when the Israelites are walking through uh, this, this mighty river of not being knocked down, of not being swept over, you know, and, and God is saying that he is with you in the midst of all of that, that he is never gonna leave your side. And so while the Christian life has never promised to be easy, God does promise to walk with you every single step of the way. And then the last um, expectation that we're gonna look at, and, and guys, this is not an exhaustive list by any means, because I know that there are many expectations that we have a tendency to place on the Lord. Um, but this last one is that we have a tendency to think that I messed up and now God's gonna get back at me. If we're not careful, we can get caught into this trap that my actions determine um, the Lord's love or his anger for me. We think that if, if I'm good, that if I go to church, if I read my Bible, if I say the right things, if I do the right things, then, then my life's gonna be good because God's gonna, he's gonna repay me for that. Or we also think that if we, mess up, that if we make mistakes, if we do things that we know we shouldn't do, if we skip out on church, that, that God's gonna be angry with me and he's gonna get even with me. But guys, that is not the heart of God at all. The reality is, is that while God does discipline us like any good parent, guys, if, if your parents love you, they should be disciplining you because they're teaching you how to grow up as a responsible adult. 
And it's the same thing with God. God will course correct us. He will shift us and say, hey, while this is not pleasant at the moment, this is for your good because I'm teaching you how to grow and mature. And so while God does discipline us like any good parent, God is not petty. He doesn't try to get even with us. Psalms 103, verse 10 through 13, it says, he does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. Guys, right there. If God dealt with us according to our sins, we would be screwed. Like, just being honest with you. We would have no hope because we are messed up and we are flawed. But the thing is, is that God doesn't do that. God is so full of grace and love and mercy on us that he does not, he's not petty. He doesn't say, oh, you messed up. So therefore I, don't, I love you a little bit less. That's not the heart of God. That's not his mindset. Um, it says, so as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Guys, the East and the West, they don't meet. They're two separate directions. God does not count our sins. When we ask him for forgiveness and when we place our faith and trust in him, we're covered. Recovered for life. Now, on the occasions when we do mess up and we do sin, yes, we go and we ask forgiveness. And, um, but that's from a heart of knowing that the Lord cares for us, not out of a heart of like, I'm terrified that if I don't, he's gonna get mad at me. And so I think that when we have these expectations of God that we place on him that aren't right, Guys, this is a very conditional view of the Lord. And if these things, I don't know where that slide is, but the things that we listed, viewing God as a genie and, um, you know, I'm totally blinking right now. Um, Life as a Christian shouldn't be this hard. And um, I messed up, so God's coming after me. When we view the Christian faith like that, that's a very conditional view. And that's not how God works at all. God loves you with an unconditional love, regardless of our actions, regardless of how we are. And so I think that sometimes this is why people have a tendency to walk away from from faith. You've seen recent news stories about um, Christian authors and Christian worship leaders who have renounced their faith, who have said, all right, well, I've I've grown up in the church and I've I've studied all this, but God's not working for me, so I'm, I'm done with that. And they walk away. And I think part of that is because they have placed unfair expectations of the Lord. They have said, God, I expect you to act like this. And because you don't, I'm done. But the reality is, is that a lot of these expectations are things that God has never promised us. And the only way that we can discover what those promises are is to look at his word. And like, I don't want you to mishear me and say that, like, don't ever place expectations on the Lord. Like, no, no but are your expectations based on truth or are your expectations based on your own desire and your own wants? Because if they're based on your own desire and your own wants, you're gonna get let down, you're gonna feel like he has failed you and you're gonna get frustrated. But if your expectations are based on the truth of God's word, then he is never gonna let you down because it's a promise from his word. And so how does this relationship between God and us work? What does that actually look like? There's our part and then there's God's part. And when it comes to our part, the only thing that God has asked us to do is to trust him and to walk in faith. It says it in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we walk by faith, not by sight. There's a definition that um, I came across this week and I loved just the picture that it casts and just 
the words that it used. And it says the biblical, uh, talking about the definition of faith, biblical faith is not blind trust in the face of contrary evidence. Guys, I think that sometimes, um, especially for people that don't know the Lord, they think that faith is just trusting something despite evidence. No, there's evidence as to what we believe. There is so much, um, not even just God's word, there's historical evidence, scientific evidence that backs up this truth. And so it's not an unknowable leap into the dark. Rather, biblical faith is confident trust in the eternal God who is all-powerful, infinitely wise, eternally trustworthy, the God who has revealed himself in his word and in the person of Jesus Christ, whose promises have proven true from generation to generation and who never leave or forsake his own. Guys, the promises of God's word, I think that's one of the things why, um, like why our faith is so um, powerful is that we have seen how God's promises have played out from generation to generation. The thousands of years ago when Christ came and walked on the earth, his promises haven't changed. And so we see how this, this carries out from generation to generation to generation. And so faith, I think sometimes we make it more complicated than it is. And faith is very simple. God speaks, we hear his word, and we trust his word and then act on it. No matter what the circumstances or the consequences may be. You know, sometimes our circumstances may seem impossible and they seem overwhelming and frustrating. And sometimes the consequences can seem scary, especially when you're stepping out and trusting the Lord to do something that you're scared to do, that you're not um, sure if you're ready for it or you're saying, God, did you really call me to that? Did you really want me to go here? Because I'm not so sure about this. I don't think that I'm, I'm good enough or that I'm... I'm worthy uh, to follow after you. And so a lot of times it can be frightening, but guys, the thing is, is God's got your back. He has called us to seek after him, to trust in him and to have faith in him. In Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Guys, what I want you to see here is that our faith is not just a passive faith, that there is action on our part as well, that it says we need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, then we need to not lean on our own understanding, and then we need to acknowledge him in everything that we do. And guys, when we do that, the Lord has told us that he will show us where we're headed and what we're going, where we're going. And so if our role is to trust and have faith, then what's God's role? Guys, God's role is everything else. When we place our faith and trust in Jesus, he takes care of everything else because he provides for our needs. He walks with us through these storms and he lovingly will course correct us when we step off the path, when we step off the way that he has told us to go. And he is the one that works within us to change our hearts. But most importantly, and above all, guys, is that he is the one that comes and rescues us. He's the one that rescues us from our mess, from our mistakes, from our shame. He is the one that does that. And so to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about tonight, I think that there are two questions that we need to ask is, 
What does all of this mean for the believer? For those of you that are in here that you claim to follow the Lord, well, my first question for you is what are your expectations of God? Have you placed unfair expectations of him? And if you have, evaluate those and go look in scripture to see what God's promises are because this Bible, this book is full of them. And base your expectations on truth, not on your feelings because guys, your feelings sway and switch every which way. One minute you're happy, one minute you're sad, one minute you're crying, the next minute you're running around screaming and jumping up and down. Like I've seen this within y'all within the course of like five minutes of just hanging out with you. It's our emotions are not trustworthy. And so base your expectations and your knowledge of God on truth. And also understand that just because we trust God doesn't mean that you get to know all the answers. And that's frustrating because a lot of times we want to know what's the next step, what lies in front of us. Uh, There's a quote by Oswald Chambers that says, faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who's leading. Guys, part of faith is trusting God with the next step. There's a verse in Psalms that says, um, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. What that's a picture of is light that gives you enough to see what the next step is. It's not a light that shows the entire path in front of you so you know exactly where you're going. That's not the picture of this at all. What it's a picture of is trusting Jesus and saying, all right, God, I I don't know where I'm going. I don't see where I'm headed. I don't know what college I'm going to. I don't know what my future looks like. I don't know what career I wanna do, but God, you've told me what the next step is, so I'm gonna take it. And when we take that next step, God's like, all right, I can reveal to you the next little bit. And he lights it up and we say, all right, God, next step. So that's what this picture is, guys. When we trust in Jesus, it doesn't mean that we get to know all the answers. But what it does mean is that he will show us the way step by step. And so if you are a believer in here, I challenge you to evaluate your expectations, evaluate what it is that you have placed on the Lord that may not be true of his word. And then for the unbelievers in here, because I don't wanna take for granted the fact that just because you're sitting in here in church on a Sunday night means that you have put your faith and trust in Jesus. I think sometimes that we live in a very, we live in a Google driven society where as an unbeliever, as somebody that does not know Jesus, it's really easy for you to say, well, I don't, I'm not gonna trust him because I don't know anything about him. I don't know all the answers to him. But guys, you will never know all of the answers. If we had all of the answers to everything in life, then why would we need God? The thing is, is that when we choose to follow the Lord, a lot of times people associate it with this blind leap, this blind jump, but that's not really what it is. That's not what trusting the Lord looks like. When you take that step, it's scary because you, there's unknowns. But the thing is, is when you take that step is that God is there to catch you. He doesn't let you fall. Taking a, a, a leap of faith, as people call it, a lot of times we associate that with free falling and it's terrifying and we don't know when we're gonna touch the bottom. But when you take that step, it's not free falling. God says, I'm right there to catch you. I'm just waiting for you to take that step and put your faith and trust in me. And it's not complicated. In Romans 10, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Guys, it doesn't say anything about you have to have all the answers. It doesn't say anything about needing to be perfect or having it all together. What it says is just trust. Guys, trust and have faith that the Lord has saved you, that he has forgiven you, that he loves you unconditionally, no matter our mistakes, no matter our mess ups, that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross to take our place, that we are not worthy of heaven. And God knew that. And he sent his son because he cares for us and he loves us. And he says, you're not worthy of heaven, but my son is. And so he's gonna take your place so that you can be, so that you can spend eternity with me. So guys, if this is something that you have never taken that step to put your faith and trust in Jesus, please, please, please come talk to me, Caleb, any of the leaders, because we would love to explain this to you. Because guys, it is one of the most freeing and the life-giving decisions that you will ever make in your life. To have somebody that walks with you through the storms to be your rock and your firm foundation when, when it seems like everything else around you is falling apart. So the band is gonna come up here and they're gonna close us out um, in a song. So guys, I just challenge you that as you are looking at this relationship of faith and what it plays out Um, in your walk with the Lord, check your expectations. Check to see what it is that you believe about the Lord. Is it truth or is it based on your emotions? Because if it's based on your emotions, guys, you're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna have a tendency to wanna give up on the Lord. So um, we're gonna close it out in prayer and then we will close it out with one last song. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for these students. I thank you for the the truth of your word, the truth of what it says and how you are the one that guides and directs us, Lord. That there are gonna be moments in life when we feel confused and when we feel frustrated, but Lord, we know that the truth is in your word and the truth is, God, that you never leave us or forsake us that you are there with us through the good, the bad, the ugly. And so Lord, um, I pray that you would help us to check those expectations to see what it is that we um, believe about you. And so God, um, I pray for those in here tonight that may not know you. God, that you would just place um, just a burden on their heart, that they would feel this tug and this pull to ask questions because God, we know that questions are not a bad thing. Questions are how we learn and how we grow. So God, I pray that these students would not be afraid to ask those questions because God, we know that you will reveal yourself. God, that you are good, that you never let us down. So God, I pray that tonight as we close out in this song that we would just evaluate where we are on this walk with you. God, that we would decide to to trust you and to walk in faith more fully. And so God, just be with us. Nishim, I pray, amen.